till these set is finished We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, till it's over with We'll never stop, we'll never quit We'll never drop, until these set is Good day everybody, good day, good day Whether we're catching you in the morning when you're waking up Getting your day started, having some coffee, maybe some breakfast, whatever the case may be Um or or catch you halfway through your day when you've gone through a few trials maybe um got a few blessings whatever just trying to get through that mid part of the day midday madness so to speak or you're ending your day meaning that you're coming to the close of it um having dinner with your family spending time with loved ones um home from working errands doing your thing however we're catching you you're now tuned into the blue book presented to you by c-rip ministries and hosted by your boy blue man what a day what a day things are looking like normal looking like normal um still holy cow hot but it's looking like normal don't be deceived though just because we look like we're normal and doesn't mean we're really normal and you got to understand that you have things that are not yet done. It is a very, very, very confusing state right now for all of us because we think that we are just going to go right back to normal life like nothing happened. And what the what and what the problems with that is that we have no vaccine and we have no medicines. We have what we think will ha- will work. But we have no for sure so we're all running around trying to get back to work take care of our families um with zero zero uh assurance that we're going to be okay and that's the scary part so i suggest everyone out there still maintain your cleansiness wash hands wear your masks um, gloves and just take precaution very important okay anyhow today is a today's message is a very very dear one to me because in our last message we discussed a little bit of how Jesus promise he's going to give you what the what god promised you it's called had promised i would touch a little bit on the holy spirit and the power of the holy spirit today is straight up receive power now you must understand something very important about god because people pacify this constantly God has given us power over the devil, evil, darkness. He's given us power, not just because we believe in him, not just because we received him in our hearts, not because all that good stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. All of that's good and plentiful and things of that nature are great. great. God has given us a power that if we take it too far can be highly theatrical and highly ridiculous and overboard and People have a hard time believing it because of the fact that movies and other Hollywood-inspired uh, pictures have shown this being sensationalized. 
But in this real setting, in a real moment, when Pentecost happens, the Holy Spirit does something that no one can contain. Overfloweth. That's why God always talks about overflowing the cup. Because it's overflowing. Just because you, you think that God isn't going to give his, 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 his children power? I mean, come on. The devil, evil, Satan, Lucifer, whatever, gives his followers power all the time. Even those who are of God get a little bit of power from darkness if you choose to roll that way. You know? I mean, there's all kinds of different religions and cults and so forth that evil controls. And they have powers to do things that are ungodly. Why can't God have power? We yeah, we ask for one Holy Spirit. That's all we ever needed. We don't need all kinds of other things and badnesses and craziness. Holy Spirit, receive that power. You receive that power, and you know how to control it. See, Jesus showed us something very special when he was tempted and when he was going through his thirty-three years of of learning, accepting, um, and 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 understanding his purpose he uh, he uh, didn't use the power not because he couldn't but because having it and knowing you have it and evil or of the opposing or your adversary knowing it but you don't use it is much greater psychologically than using your power and just making a fool of yourself Okay, you have to understand the, 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 the dynamic of it. All right, do we always use our power? No, most people don't even know how. Don't, they don't even know they have a power. They don't even know they have anything, for that matter. But as today's message will definitely clarify that, uh, this is one of the most popular scriptures in the Holy Spirit, known in the Bible. Um, Anytime you bring up the Holy Spirit, uh, this is something that will definitely be um, mentioned. Okay? So, before we get into all the, the, the Word, we're going to do what we always do about this time. And that is our pledge. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whom kingdom it stands. One Savior crucified risen and coming again with life liberty for all those who believe very good okay i always said that okay so debbie bibles whether it's your desktop laptop android apple of any sort um cell phones tablets ipads whatever however you get the word however you Get God's word into your grasp. Let's turn to the book of Acts. Okay, I got my book right here in front of me. I know I have my team on there, but there's my book. Alright, Acts. And let's go to chapter 1. Numero uno, chapter 1. Okay, chapter 1. And we're going to go to verse number 8. 1-8. One eight, okay, eight. All right. Now, before we get reading, 
we always get to pray because we gotta pray over our spiritual food just like we pray over our natural food okay so here we go father we thank you right now we thank you for letting us open the word and be able to freely read it and get what you want us to know out of it we ask you to enlighten and articulate and for us to comprehend the word and the message you want us to know father I ask you for the holy spirit to come through this book and to enlighten us and show us what it is to today you want us to understand and to see lead us guys and direct us in your way and your word in jesus name i pray amen all right so acts 1 8 very good word okay so I'm in the Amplified Version. Whatever version you choose to, to read out of, that is your choice. That's how you get your meat and potatoes. I'm 100% cool with that. We're going to be going through several different versions of the Word today regarding this scripture. If I don't happen to mention your version, email me. 8LU8OK at gmail.com. It will also be on the recording and it will be on this, this filming. You'll be able to have the email and you can send us you know, your version so that I can include that in our study. If not, if I don't mention a version of the Bible, not because I don't want it, because everything, it, it, it all matches. And the only time I actually go into, um, I don't I actually go into a version is if it's worded differently so we can articulate that too as well. So everyone understands where we're at. Okay? So, anyhow, I'm in the Amplified. I've been in the Amplified for a long time. That's how I get my meat and potatoes. Okay? So, here it is. 1, 8. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends and very bounds of the earth. Hmm. 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 But you shall receive power, the ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem. So what he's trying to say there in so many words is once the Holy Spirit comes on you, you will know the evidence of the Lord. Not that you don't already, but you'll know the evidence of the Lord. That's what it's trying to say. Is you shall receive power. Power you never had before. At least the power that was foreign to you. You didn't know you had this power. You didn't even know the power existed. Because you always had Jesus. For 33 years, you had Jesus. Okay? Probably about, I would say probably about 20, 15, 20 years of it. Is when he was in his adult years and he was actually really pushing um, but you've always had him that's what he's trying to say there you've always had Jesus so now when the Holy Spirit descends on the earth and you get you're in Jerusalem still because we told you stay in Jerusalem you get the Holy Spirit now you know this is real now you have that power that Jesus had now did you always have that power yeah you used to know how to use it because Jesus was always the one using it. It's kind of like someone who's always there fixing things. And, you know, could you fix it? Well, if you learned how to fix it, you could. 
sometimes it's not in your nature, who knows, I mean, whatever, but if you always have someone doing it for you, you see it, you marvel at it, you walk with them, you, know, you, you, don't, you don't have that greatness of power with you because you have the power right there, you have the man himself right there. So when Jesus says to you, the Holy Spirit is going to fall on you. I'm, I'm giving you what the Father promised, the Holy Spirit. Fall on you. Once you feel that, undescribable, undeniable. Now you'll feel the power Jesus had in real life. You'll feel it. Holy cow, this is a surge. I mean, you know, I can, only thing, the only thing I can put, kind of put it to is like having a dose of caffeine. That doesn't go away. Whoa. Right? Craziness. Just old, just crazy. That's why people are scared of the Holy Spirit because it's an unknown, unrestricted, non-religious power. Okay? When you study and you're in the Word and you're of God and all this other stuff is going on, the power of the Holy Spirit is easier to detect and use because you're in the Word and you're studying and you're you know you have a stronger faith because the word is always opened up to you but when you once in a great while this and that you don't you know I'm a believer but I'm not trying to get all crazy with it whatever I'm not trying to be all that with it I'm not trying to be a pastor a reverend deacon I'm not trying to be the Pope whatever people say all kinds of crazy stuff they don't even know what they're saying. They're just saying it because they hear it somewhere, and then it kind of formulates all together. And then you got you got this uh, this rambling on of different things because it just sounds okay. It sounds like it matters. It sounds like it works. Okay, which we know it's just a bunch of just rattling. The Holy Spirit is such a precious power. That you have to be in the Spirit, be in God. You have to really know how to control it. Within yourself, I mean. The Spirit can't be controlled. It's a free Spirit. You can't control it. But you can control it within yourself without going off the deep end with it. Okay? There is a... There is a... A certain level in which you have to maintain yourself like like God says he's never gonna give you more than you can handle well you see a lot of different leaders in the in the church world who have not heeded to that and they have gotten way more than they can handle and they're way off somewhere who knows where they're at they're they're in cloud nine uh, feeling invincible you know saying all kinds of crazy nonsense to them ain't nonsense because they're so far in the clouds they, haven't, they, they think they're they're on it but what happens is the further you get up here the, le the less reality you have you get so much up here that the reality doesn't exist anymore it doesn't matter how you look it matters in how you perceive yourself and how people perceive you that's what matters so someone who has the Holy Spirit who, like for myself, okay, I have the Holy Spirit with me all the time. Okay, I'm, I was baptized at a young age. 
Um, I can speak in tongues. Uh, if if the motor gets going good enough, I'm sure God could do some pretty cool things through me. Okay, it's like rubbing an engine up. Okay, you kind of get cold, you get warmed up, and once you get warmed up, then the spirit starts working, and then all of a sudden you're doing all kinds of cool things, and and the spirit's just rumbling around doing a revival, and you're like, wow, how this happened? Because everyone kind of they 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 feed they fed off of you. You got going, you just started moving, all of a sudden the spirits started getting hot, and everyone started feeling it. The deacons, the, pa the, the associate pastors, the, the, the leaders of the church start getting it, and they, when they get it, then the church gets it, and the next thing you know, you got, you got the spirit just flying everywhere, and people getting healed, people getting revivaled, people getting all kinds of, I mean, you got a, you got a real revival on your hands, and that's just uncontrollable blessings, uncontrolled blessings. God just took a big old bucket of blessings and went boop, right on. And a lot of people don't believe in that because it's unrestricted. That's the that's the, is the most craziest thing about the Holy Spirit is unrestricted. No one can put it in a box. Okay, it can't go in a box because it's a wild and free spirit. Okay, it does what it wants. And if you summons it, and you get two or more gathered. See, you yourself can do it anytime you want if you're baptized in the Spirit. You can do it anytime you want to do it. You know, I can just come out and say, And basically what I was doing is I was praying for everyone watching this thing. Hearing this thing. Okay? So I was praying for everybody. Okay? But you're not going to know that because you don't understand the word language of the spirit. That's the unrestricted spirit. You see? But if you get a couple of y'all together, hold hands, unite. Because the only way the generation happens is unbroken links. Okay? Now I'm going to really blow your socks off right now. Okay? This is really going to really shock you. God could do anything with anybody. So that's this is not regarding what he can and can't do because God can do what he wants when he wants. Connection through the internet isn't combining spirits in the physical form. Okay? There is nothing in technology that ever substitutes holding hands and praying in unison, prayer groups. That is unsubstitutable. You cannot substitute that with technology. Okay? Yes, you get to pray together, whatever, and you may agree through a screen. That's fine if that works for you and if you get blessed or whatever the case is, that is absolutely fine. I'm not against that. I think that's a beautiful thing to do. But do not mistake that for a substitute for actual joining hands and praying in the Spirit. Letting the Holy Spirit move. That is true communion and prayer. And moving mountains. Most churches that I've gone to or been a part of, that's the first thing they do in the morning. The elders and the, and the church member, church leaders and whatever, they get together in the sanctuary. They pray over the church. They hold hands. They pray for a good service that God does what God's going to do. That is true communion prayer. When you walk in the church, it's already been prayed for. God's already moving because they've joined hands. And the Holy Spirit starts flowing. Starts moving around. Starts warming up. So when you walk into the church, from your 
life and whatever you've been doing and all the spirits attached to you, you walk in, you're already getting that whirlwind. You walk in, you feel good, it smells good, you feel like you're in the right place because the spirit is moving. Because the church has already done it. They've already stirred the spirit a little bit. So now you walk in, you're feeling good, you're smelling good, you want to get into prayer because you're feeling like you need to pray about some stuff in your life. And then once that spirit starts flowing and you're in the church and all of a sudden the first thing that hits is music. Or they pray right then and there for everyone in together. They're praying for a good service or whatever. They pray with the congregation. If not, whatever, not a real big deal. You get right into music and music is the absolute lifeblood of joining together in holy union is music music brings people together so music is the first thing that comes out of the church boom and the music's good it's gonna really rock the house then you're gonna really get that spirit moving around because now you got the music you got prayer you got people joining together in the spirit from all different walks of life now you're getting it cooking really good you know, you don't want to kill that with no tithes and offerings, though. You don't want to kill that. Because we get the Spirit going, you want to go right into ministry. Because now the Spirit's moving, and now you can, now the pastor can get up there, and he can deliver a powerful message that's going to affect everyone different ways, because the Holy Spirit is just rocking and rolling now. And then once the message comes across, and God uses that message to, 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 to enlighten anyone, because conviction, conviction only comes with personal salvation okay now there are conviction there, there are conviction pastors that speak on hell and damnation and that's their business who knows what they that's that's on them but when you go to a church conviction is for personal salvation so it's not meant to have you leave feeling like you just killed the world because you're feeling so convicted about your sins and everything. God is not about that. God doesn't do that. God is here to forgive. Once you own it, forgive it, move on with your life. Now, yes, you're a human being. Things are going to happen. You're going to have issues. You're going, you may even fall back into it. Who knows? I have my struggles. Trust me. I struggle daily. And I, and it's a daily fight with the things in my life that God knows, you know, hey, one down, one up, one down, one up. It's a fight. But that doesn't mean I'm less of a Christian. That just means that I recognize the fight and it's up to me whether I'm strong enough to get past these barriers in my life. And if I can, victory that day. If I can't, well, then I fall and ask for forgiveness. It could be anger, depression, anxiety, work, personal life, anything that I'm going through. This may be a sin. I know I'm not. Whole, I don't hold myself in content in, in conviction all my life because of it. That's it's making sense. But I do know when I do, and I do know when I need to. So the Holy Spirit is very, very important for that for that reason. So again, but you shall receive power, the ability, and efficiency. And might, spiritual might, not so physical, which is physical is good, healthy, strong, and you know, you have the, the, the control. But might is in spirit, means you're spiritually tough. That means people can't mess with you. Uh, there's a spiritual toughness that overweighs the, the physical toughness. It's all mentals, all within the spirit. If you put on the thing that you are mighty for, the chances are people are going to mess with you. Okay? 
with the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem. Basically, you're telling people, hey, this happened. God's real. The Holy Spirit's on me. We can make things happen now. Uh, and very balance of the earth. And now you can go out and preach this. Okay. So. What does Acts 1.8 mean? The verse serves as a synthesis of books of Acts. Okay. In chapter 2. The, the 120 or so. Acts 1.15 so-ish. Um, Jesus followers will receive the Holy Spirit and be empowered by him to perform signs and miracles. Okay. In chapter 2 through 7, more and more people in Jerusalem will come to know Jesus as their, their, their promised Messiah. Because now they see it. The witnesses have told them. Now they see it. Now they want, they're going to become witness, you know, uh, followers. The message will spread to Judea and Sam, uh, Samaria in chapters 8 through 12. Okay. The rest of the book is mostly about Paul's work outside of the of the Jewish homeland. In modern day Asia Minor, Men, um Menenusa in Greece. Okay, Jesus' work was to establish the means by which God's people could be saved through His death on the cross and His resurrection. Okay, makes sense. The Holy Spirit work is to spread the message that that salvation is found in Jesus. Okay, as people accept Jesus, they join together in local groups, churches, which are part of the universal church of all believers. Just said that. Okay, Jesus' work is finished. John nineteen thirty. He must leave for the Holy Spirit to empower God's followers, Luke 24, 49, which is why just, we went through that, the, the other message, with uh, has, has promised, um, and continue God's work for the world, John 16, 7 through 15. The Holy Spirit will come on Pentecost, which is May 31st, um, about nine days after Acts, 21, Acts 2, 1 through 4. Okay, the Pentecost comes because now Jesus is gone. He's ascended into heaven. Pentecost comes down. Witness, okay. The word witness, okay, is a form that is the form is from the Greek root word uh, Marth, Marty. It means a legal or historical uh, spectator who can swear to what he has seen, and Jesus knows bestowed that role to the apostles. So he's been a witness, you know, not just you know a witness of the power. Um, Peter, James, and John witnessed Jesus' transformation. That's in 2 Peter 1, 16-18. Hundreds saw Jesus after the resurrection. 1 Corinthians 15 and 6. This more than fulfills the mastic requirement of two or more witnesses. Deuteronomy 17, 6. Two or more. Two or more gathered. I'm in the midst. Symbolical. But... Uh, Martis is also the origin of the English word Marth is, is someone who embodies the example of Jesus by telling wit, willing to die for what they believe about him so basically you're willing to die for what you know he can do for you okay the apostles fulfilled Jesus's commission but all John but all but John are recorded to have that Marth for their faith so so everyone but John was willing to go to the grave for what they believe in Jesus. Okay. The disciples still think Jesus is there to establish an independent Israel and reign as King David's throne in Acts 1 6. This will happen in the millennial kingdom, Revelations 21 through 6. 
But first, Jesus has a job for them. They will start by preaching in Jerusalem, quickly building up the first church to thousands. Acts 2, 41, 47, 4 and 4, 5, 14, 6 and 7. When persecution becomes too great, the converts will spread into Judea and Samaria, Acts 8, 1 through 4. So basically what happened was that they got they got so big that the legal system, the religion, started just persecuting them. Like, this is too much. And they started spreading out, moving around, because it was just too much, it's too big. Okay. This will fulfill Jesus' promise to the to the woman in Samaria, John 4, 1 through 42. The, Samar the, the Samaritans are, are a racial blend, part, partly Jewish taken into exile by Samaria and partially foreigners whom Assyria planted in the land. Jews reveal Samaritans due to the six of the mix of the races and worship practices. Jesus promised one Samaritan woman that soon they will no longer worship false gods, but true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people for, to worship Him. John 4.23 The lost sheep will return to God's fold. Luke 15.4 Okay. Including in this initial push outside of Jerusalem will be people with no Jew Jewish blood at all. First, Peter, first, Philip will reach out to the Ethiopian government official who follows the, the Jewish God, which is Acts 8.26-40. Then Peter will witness the conversation of a, of a household of Gentiles, Acts 10, 34-48. Believers from uh, Alexandria and Cyprus will go north to Sinaria, Anak, and reach the Gentiles there, Acts 11, 19-21. When the church in Jerusalem comes to recognize God's offer of salvation is for all people, Acts 11, 1-18 and 22-26, the, the floodgates open and Paul and Barabbas are free to preach the gospel through the Roman Empire, Acts 13 through 28. To the disciples, the ends of the earth, which mean the, the farthest reaches of the Roman Empire, Paul did hope to go to Spain, which is in Romans 15, 24, although we are not told if it ever made it. If you ever made it, church tradition says some of the disciples evangelized parts far to the east. Today, of course, we know the gospel has reached the ends of the earth and farther. Astronaut, astronaut Edgar Mitchell took a tiny Bible printed on microfiber on the Apollo 14 mission to the moon. Unbelievable, huh? Unbelievable. That's crazy. Didn't even know that. I didn't know that. Okay. So. We got the amplified version. So the NIV says, But you will receive the power with when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, all in all Judea and Samaria and the ends of the earth. ESV version says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. KJV, KJV, but ye shall receive power after the whole after that the Holy Spirit's Holy Ghosts come upon you and ye shall be witnesses upon me both in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and upon the uttermost parts of the earth NASB but you will receive power with the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest parts of the earth 
NLT, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And the CSB says, but you will receive power with the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and all the ends of the earth. So the only one that talks about the Holy Ghost is in the KJV. Okay. So let's see what else we have. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Okay. Here we go. No, it's Kenyan's version. Okay. So every version I'm looking at right now talks about the Holy Spirit. It doesn't talk about the Holy Ghost. Okay. And it all says the same thing. Not one of them says anything different. Really. It's all the same thing. Okay. The third millennial Bible talks about it. But ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses until me, both in Jerusalem and all of Judea, Samaria, and the utmost parts of the earth. So the Millennium Bible talks about the Holy Ghost. And so does the Dodger Rhymes Catholic Bible. But you shall receive the power of the Holy Ghost coming upon you, and shall be witnesses to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and even of. So it's the same thing, the same exact thing, two different Bibles. Or versions of it. Okay. The White Cliff version. This is interesting. But ye shall take up the virtue of the Holy Ghost coming from above into you, and ye shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost of the earth. And ye shall witness to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the So basically, same thing, but different word. It's a little bit differently. Oh, the Tidal Bible talks about Holy Ghost, but doesn't use the H. It's G O O S T, Goost. The Holy Ghost. And the Third Millennial Bible talks about the Holy Ghost as well, uses it. So, people. Ladies and gentlemen, the Holy Ghost is very important. It's a very important part. It's the power that God has given us to do miraculous things with. You have it. You use it wisely. You use it within God. You will have a wonderful time with it because it's meant to have a wonderful time with it. It's a power that God has given us freely that we don't have to worry about, you know, uh, you know, have to worry about evil. Use it. Let it be part of your life. But use it with discretion because it's very powerful. And make sure you led by God. Don't just jump in it and start driving it. Make sure you are led by God to do what you do. Okay? Father, thank you. We thank you. We pray over everybody right now. Everybody watching, reading, uh, listening. That you do what you do, Father. In Jesus' name. Pray over people affected by COVID-19. That you bless them. You bless the families. You bless those affected in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask you right now just to bring your healing upon this nation and upon this world. We need it, Father. We need you. Let people know you're real and you and you exist. In Jesus' name, I pray this. Amen. Check out our station, Unity Radio. UMOLV.com. 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 You'll like it. All inspirational. Good vibes. Okay? Fear, respect God, follow Jesus, and let the Holy Spirit flow through you like a Russian river. Until next time. And until next time.
<laughs> and until next time, Jesus. Yeah, right?